Welcome to the Musa Stories Podcast, delivering short, compelling stories designed for children to discuss with their parents and for parents to discuss with their children. Hello, children, and welcome to Rebbe's Musa Stories. In the beginning of Pasha's Vayishlach, we find Yaakov Avinu between two enemies, between two criminals. He just escaped from Uncle Lovon last week. Sure, it was a real close one. Hashem protected Yaakov like he said he would. But now, Yaakov Avinu has to confront another wicked and dangerous hater, his killer brother Esav. Ayishlach Yaakov, Malachim Lefanov, and Yaakov sent messengers to Esav. Esav was coming with 400 men. Yaakov, Davin to Hashem. Hatzileni no! Save me, please! And Yaakov prepared his camp for battle, just in case. Now really, if Yaakov wanted to fight, I think he could have easily beaten Esau, even with Esau's 400 men. Don't you remember how strong Yaakov was? He could simply pop off a boulder that takes 10 men to move using all of their strength. And he showed his might using his sword and bow, fighting off the Kananim that came to try to kill Shimon and Levi in this week's Pasha. But that was just Yaakov alone. What about his sons? Yehuda? Forget about it. Whoa, he was able to shout and turn an entire city into a pile of rubble with his scream. Shimon and Levi? They killed out the entire city of Shechem by themselves. And don't forget, Yaakov had with him little Yosef with a special anti-Esau spiritual power. You see, kids, in those days, your righteousness gave you super physical strength. So Yaakov could have beaten Esau. But fighting is not nice. Even if you know that you can win, and even if you need it for your self-defense, save that option for last. Try other ways that are peaceful. But what I mainly want to focus upon today is the third thing Yaakov Avinu did. Yaakov sent a present to Esau. Is that what you should do? Send a gift to such a Russia? He's a wicked man. Esau doesn't deserve gifts. But Yaakov is teaching us. We are his grandchildren. He is giving us a lesson on how to treat a goy when you are in Golos. Give him kavod. Maybe you don't know what galus is. So kids, I'll tell you what galus is. Because of our Alveros, we were sent out of our land hundreds of years ago, more than a thousand years ago, almost 2,000 years ago. Hashem drove his special nation away from Eretz Yisroah, where we belonged, away from him. Yerushalayim was gone, away from the Beis HaMikdash, we really belong in Eretz Yisrael. That's the only place in the world that a Jew belongs. You might live in a comfortable house in a neighborhood full of Yidin, just like you. 
You may live in a country that allows Yidin to go around shopping in the city, looking Jewish and traveling wherever you want to go. But you don't belong there. You don't belong in a Goyesha country. It's Esav's country, not Yaakov's. Esav's countries are full of Tumah. Outside of Eretz Yisrael is like one gigantic cemetery. That's what the Gemara says. It's the Goyim's land, and it's perfect for them, but not for us Yidin. It's Golos. Sure, you can serve Hashem in Chutzloretz, but it's still Golos. We don't belong here. Yaakov Avinu taught us, when dealing with the Gentiles in Golos, a Jew, bow your head. Did you notice how many times Yaakov calls Esau Adoni, my master? He says it six times in this week's Parsha. And Yaakov calls himself, I'm your servant. And when Yaakov first appeared before Esau, he prostrated straight onto the ground seven times. Yaakov was belly on the ground, arms and legs spread out, showing Esau how humble he is in front of his brother. And he had his wives and sons do the same. What's happening? Does Esau deserve such respect? Of course not. It's all just an act, but it works. It made Esau feel important. Oh, he thought, Yaakov is teaching the Bnei Yisrael that I'm the boss. Good, because I am the boss. We Yidin need to make the Esau's feel like this, think like this. Esau thinks, well, as long as Yaakov knows that I'm number one, I'll let him be number two. And he forgave Yaakov, and he let him live. Esav even offered to help Yaakov with his travels. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Now, kids, is it true that the Gentiles are number one and the Yidin are number two? No way! We are Hashem's chosen people. But out here in Golos, Hashem wants Yidin to stay low, act low, Never start up with the goyim. And I'll give you a simple exercise that will bring out this point. I do this exercise myself. When you are walking on the sidewalk and a non-Jew is walking towards you, step off the sidewalk. Of course, don't get run over by a car. And let the Gentile have the right of way on the sidewalk. It's bound to make him or her smile, at least inside their heart. It will make a Kiddush Hashem. And if this Gentile hates Yidin, you never know, he will hate them a little bit less because he'll think like Esau. As long as that Jew knows that I'm number one, I'll let him stay in my country as number two. If you move off for the Gentile, it will remind you also that you're still in Golos and waiting for Hashem to send Mashiach to redeem us. And kids do not despair. Mashiach's almost here and we'll be number one again someday. For more stories, visit our website, musurstories.com.